1: This episode, I interview Suji Yan, the founder of Mask Network. Mask Network has raised close to $50 million across multiple rounds. We talked about how they raised the money that they did, what technique, token sales, VC, combination of which Suji describes in detail. Uh, Mask Network is effectively a bridge between the Web 2 world and Web 3, and What that means is they're a layer on top of the Web2 world. So they allow you to move between Twitter, uh, Facebook, by creating these networks. So you can pay people, for instance, on top of Twitter. Um, There's many different applications that are built on Mask. Uh, Suji names a few of those. It's an interesting guy. He has a uh, deep, deep, deep crypto perspective, which I very much enjoyed. And at the end, we talked about the politics, the uh, geopolitical landscape, how crypto is impacting that. Uh, Suji is from China. We talked about his time in Shanghai, and we kind of mapped out some scenarios of how the world can continue to evolve with decentralization, kind of being opposed to the centralized way of life. So, all that and more. Hope you enjoy. Here is Suji Yan. All right, Sunji, we're live. Thanks for uh, sharing your time and your story. I'm excited to get to know you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, You're running an awesome project called Mask. Um, You looks like this was one of the first few things you did out of school, or at least the first few years. Uh, You're a little bit younger than I am. You were saying a little bit pre show, but you moved from China to the US here for a while. Uh, First thing I want to ask you is Mm -hmm. what did you see? What did you see? prior to starting MASK, crypto is happening in the world. You're excited by that. Was there a specific uh, conversation or insight you had to say, this is how you wanted to jump into the game and this is what you wanted to first pursue?
2: Yeah. Um, so I started in the state, right? Doing, I think, like other engineers, I got computer stuff background and uh, I dropped on 20, 2017. But I really go to school. I spent two years at the UFI, urban in Champagne, and one year at the U of Tokyo. I think during my college day, um, on one side, I was a typical engineering student, right, just coding all the other stuff, and I also jumped into the um, crypto rabbit hole because I was in the AI, I was in parallel computation, distributed system. So very, um, very, um, it's very connected. To the early crypto, right, especially mining stuff, um, and I was lucky. I was connected to one of the professor, uh, at the UFI Andrew Miller. He's the uh, co-founder and uh, chairman of the uh, Zcash Foundation, so he's OG. And my girlfriend at that time, now now she's my wife. Uh, she's involved with the Bitcoin Core uh or um the, the the core company of Bitcoin core organization uh, uh Bitstream uh, Blockstream right and he she's involved in that and I was connected to all these people as well. Uh but I think the um the ultimate goal that other uh, reason drive me into crypto um uh, is not really from the technical perspective, right? Well technical perspective is a ledger It's a cool ledger, it's a slow, uh, immutable ledger. Um that's cool. Uh, but I was, I was in also in, in journalism. I was in journalism for a few years as an independent journalist. And I, I worked with several um, well, well, uh, well-known and um, respective, respectful firm for independent journalism. And during that process, um, starting from 2014 and 2015, people started to use Telegram and Signal, right? And then there's some privacy coin kicking, and um, there's some like um, there's some like uh, deal solving using uh, using crypto, and I, I cover uh, uh, the Fukushima nuclear plant um, in Japan back in 2016. I was 20 that year, and I did pay one of my source in crypto. Well, that's really amazing. You just connect someone on Signal, uh, fully encrypted, end to end encrypted, and then the guy going to pay you, hey, dude, um, I will not accept US dollar. Pay me at least in Bitcoin, right? Uh, hopefully, Ethereum, other cryptocurrency as well. So that really drive me to jump into this industry, because it's more than tech now. Uh, at least back in 2016, price is really in the bear market. Um, and I can feel it's not about technology, it's about how this this tiny ledger going to reshape the society. So I think, yeah, I I should try, I should just full-time jump in. Um, I I quit my AI track. Uh, It was mainly learning AI back in college um, and really dive into the rabbit hole back then. And in 2017, I quit the college, um, start to to found this uh, company and later become this uh, foundation uh, that deliver mass network. Um, yeah, that's my story. Yeah.
1: yeah, and you said you were ju- you were a journalist in yeah. Japan.
2: In yeah, Japan? I was an independent journalist. I uh, I coordinated with several media: um, Japan, China, U.S. And I think some of my famous report was about the Fukushima nuclear plant. That's five years after disaster, after earthquake. Um, I was uh, doing field study. Actually, I really. Got into the the nuclear plant um, polluted area, restricted area. I really get into that personally, and I really um, you know um, took photos and interview people, and they did later that come uh, 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 an article and several docs, more documentaries.
1: Yeah, wow, funny And what, what did, did were you investigating a particular angle of this or some? Oh
2: yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. the. Um, the Japanese government claimed back then that this area is now again suitable for living, and I really suspect that. And I got sauce. Um and I, I worked with uh, uh, with a Chinese media firm and also several US firm, uh, several US uh, news firm, and they really suspect that as well. So, uh, besides us, I believe there's other media really get into um, the Fukushima nuclear plan. And I apply for a license that we actually got in, in in 2016, uh, August, July, August. I was 20 that year. And there, there's someone give us hint themselves. And yeah, to, in order to send to that guy, we actually chat on signal. And while we tip use Bitcoin, we never use cash. And, uh, we are semi anonymous until the, the, the news get, get released. Right? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Wow. And had that changed uh, anything? I guess the discovery or the journalist work you did, did that uh, change the policy uh, of the Japanese government or internationally the attitudes people had towards Fukushima? Uh,
2: hopefully it worked. I don't think it really had that big impact. But there's more than one one media, uh, one one newspaper covering that. There's several one, And we're just one of the top uh, from Asia. And, and they, they do have a strong uh, impact overall. Um, and as mentioned, all those OG journalists are on Signal, on Signal Telegram. They're like, hey, this is my mm-hmm. address. Later on, they're like, hey, yeah. this is my serial address. So yeah. uh, that was intact, right? So I understand how this ledger work. So that's the moment I think, oh, I should jump in. You know, I mean, forget of AI and other stuff. I mean, I, I got that background as well, but I think this is more, much more interesting it's a much more game changing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And mask now I, I'd like, I mean, maybe I'll just give it high levels. How I see it is, is a layer on top of, um, web two and it allows people to facilitate. It allows facilitation of crypto on top of that. So you can send money back and forth to people say on Twitter, if just having their usernames without Twitter needing to do anything itself. Um, how, how do you describe it in your words, and how is that wrong, what I said?
2: Yeah, I, I I just say mask is the bridge between Web2 two, two and Web3, especially for decentralized social network. Um, just like um, DeFi is a decentralized finance a revolution against bank and trade buy. NFT is a revolution against, WhatsApp uh, is a revolution against uh, Hollywood, right? And media and ent- entertainment industry. I think uh, Mask and the decentralized social um, army is against the traditional social network. Uh, but unlike the others, we don't, uh, we don't, we don't want to persuade user to migrate. I think it's super hard, and it's even impossible for the user to migrate. Especially, think about the billions of user uh, we have on Facebook and Twitter. Um, so I think the best way is to add a layer on top of it is to build a bridge between Web2 and Web3. For example, by using mask um, on, the, on the Chrome or on your browser, it's a simple extension. By using that, you can tip your friend, right? You can um, do NFT airdrop. You can, you, can, uh, you can show your best NFT and you can do all the amazing stuff that's available only in Web3 um, and not available in Web2. Um, and it's also really cool that a lot of the, that a lot of our ideas get adopted by other large platforms, but we always have new, better ideas and mask is also an open system. So people can build freely on top. That's something, uh, we want to, we want to let people to build. Hmm. Yeah.
1: And what what have been a few of the milestones for you? I know you, in terms of, uh, capitalization, you guys have raised forty. Mm-hmm. Plus million mm-hmm. uh was that was there a combination of token sales and institutional vcs or i'm curious how you've um progressed as the project has grown
2: yeah um i got this early idea in 2017 i don't really have a, have a deck or a roadmap uh, but 2017 was early and i was lucky to be several og vcs including one one of the uh, early investors of Coinbase Ripple, you know, all this mm. uh, circle. Um, and, and, these OG, they're like, Oh, okay. So you're cool. I'm a cool kid. You drop off from college and this is a nice idea. And no matter, no matter how you're going to achieve that, we're going to just back you with the angel check. Right. And, and it was a great time. Then the ICO bubble come and, 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 and busted, right? 2018. Um, and really hard to raise after that. So I put, up uh, but put lots of my personal money in and we keep a lean team. Uh, we got like around 10 people, uh, but we keep the lean team uh, until 2020. So we have the first roadmap in 2018. Uh, and then we raised several other small, small checks from uh, OG investors and the personal investors, including um, the uh, co-founder of Neil and including Hashkey, which they're, Mothership was the first institutional investor of Ethereum. Um, and then in 2019, uh, 2019, um, April we released the, uh, better product. And 2019 later, we released the uh, mass network 1.0. The first functionality is to send, uh, encrypted message, um, encrypted by your Ethereum or any kind of blockchain private key or any kind of like the cryptographic Graphic uh, private key. Uh, The second functionality is the the peer to peer payment and lucky job. You know, in in Luna New Year, you're going to have those lucky jobs. It's really cool. And just paying Vitalik one day, uh, saying, hey, we have a partnership with MakerDAO and the Dice Stablecoin. And Dice Stablecoin was really small back then before the DeFi hack. They only have like 50K address holders, which is really small for a stablecoin. Um, that we all think it's a great idea because the dial word is from Chinese, right? And I was thinking, okay, we can do a random job on Twitter. Um, stable coin, no KYC, no AML, really cool. Uh, and we pin OGs from EF and, and, uh, I send these screenshots to, uh, to a group with all the OGs and Vitalik, he, he noted that he's like, Oh, this is cool. And he just randomly send a red pocket. So, a lucky job. Send a, send a what? A red and pocket. A, yeah, red pocket. There's some ease inside a red pocket. And it's like, um, uh, you can claim that and you can let other people to claim that. And when you claim that, uh, the money goes to your wallet. Uh, it's, it's protected by a smart contract and you can share that to your other friend as well. It's really like a social game, right? I give you a red pocket. You, you just hand to other people. Um,
1: wait, what say. is this from or uh, red, red pocket?
2: Yeah, it's a, oh, it's a Lunar New Year
1: custom, right?
2: Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, okay. put money in the pocket and people you just give to other people. That's really, I thought it was a crypto thing, but it's just a, it's not a crypto thing. Just, yeah, it's okay. a yeah, and because and so, Dai got the name from you know, the Chinese character Dai and also Wei Dai, uh, it was a really great partnership and we created some hype for the crypto community in 2020. That is one year after our launch and, uh, two years after the company, uh, incorporated. Um, then we start to b- deliver more and more, uh, functionalities. Um, well, if you can send encrypted message and send money over Twitter, you can also send decentralized files, right? You should able to store file directly to Rweave and Filecoin. So we partner with Rweave and Filecoin. Later, we swap token with them. Um, and we also approached to, um, Uniswap. And that was also the, 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 very early days of Uniswap. They, this, they, they was, they were planning the airdrop. And we approached to them, say, what if we can trade on Twitter? Uh, I think that's the time we got another uh, hype that people think, oh, wow, well, we can trade on Twitter. Cause we, when you use the DeFi and DEX, you don't need to have KYC and AML. Um, at least, right, for now. And uh, people are like, oh, I receive a, a red pocket from Vitalik. Um, One is, I want to sell it. And you just directly sell on Twitter. Uh, it feels like you're selling on Twitter. The backend could be some smart contract like 0x or Uniswap. Mm-hmm. And the Uniswap tweet, um, the Uniswap official Twitter endorses us and they show on this uh, collaboration. They're like, oh, that's really cool, right? Uh, that was beautiful early days of DeFi summer. And um, people are super interested in this concept, because very obviously, uh, we're going to decentralize the money, and we're going to decentralize the entertainment business, and we're going to decentralize the social network one day. So we are on that front line, right? Um, so that's the time we start to raise more institutional money. Uh 2020, I think more VC established, they survived the winter and start to deploy more capital. Um we raised around five million in the private market, including some OGs like SPFs, Almeda and um DCG, um Belage from Coinbase and uh there's other uh, other OG found like Hash Key Fundamental Labs. Um but overall um we didn't raise a lot from private market. Um but we we plan to decentralized. And and it, it actually creates some hype in 2021, last year, end of February. So when we got more and more functionalities, people are, uh, you know, like developer always question me, like say, hey, Suji, what's the mask? Indeed, like, because you can send money, you can send tweets, you can send encrypted message, you can send file, uh, you can program on top, right? You can say, hey, I put the stablecoin payment and the file service together so you can do pay to unlock. It's, a, it's more like a developer middleware. Um, and our answer is like with're the bridge between web 2 and web3, especially for social networks. And the next question will be, hey Suji, what if I'm I was developing and posting some you know um, some like um, really bad content? Will you censor us or will we delete our application? And it's really a dilemma for, for a company, right? Because you don't really have the answer. You either, you know, usually ignore them and you're going to have like regulator coming later on or say, Hey, um, we're going to support you. Uh, but you can't pretend it's, it's not a business. So the best way is to decentralize the protocol, right? Uh, even though, uh, tokenization is just the beginning of it. It's, it's not finished yet, right? Uh, but we think it's the right time. And we were lucky that 2021 is really nice. Uh, and it's a bullish year. So we launched our token called MASK, M-A-S-K, um, during, the, uh, during the February, 2021 February. We have the ITO, initial Twitter offering, and then the LBP for the auction. Um, and uh, we spent, like, I think, that spent like two days, three days, actually. Um, and we actually reached the highest gas fee ever happened on Ethereum uh, before the other other site, APNFT,
1: the gas fee reached
2: 4,300
1: three, 4, GOA. Wait, wait, let, let me pause you. So this is, you're saying you, you had a token sale, initial okay. Twitter offering. So you yes. advertise that you're airdropping or giving away tokens, you're advertising on Twitter?
2: Yes. Um, just yeah. follow. What happened is you install our extension or if you are incompatible other client, right? No matter you, you install this thing or be compatible with the client and you just go follow mass network on Twitter and you're going to wait for our tweets. So our oh, okay. Got it. Got it. So we can get the airdrop or get the, get the token for sale.
1: Um, I, you. If you own crypto and leave it on the exchange where you bought it, like Coinbase, that is a mistake. We've heard the news lately. Exchanges closed. Accounts frozen. We're learning the hard way that crypto on exchanges is not really in your control. So what can you do about it? Well, you can get a crypto wallet and control the crypto yourself. And that's why today's show is sponsored by Zen Go. These guys realize that storing Bitcoin and storing crypto yourself can be difficult. It's risky. It's risky to keep private keys. They realized this and said there's got to be a better way. So they created a crypto wallet that is fully recoverable. So say goodbye to lost bitcoins. And the security of this wallet is incredible. It's a hacker's worst nightmare. They use a three-factor authentication, including 3D biometrics, so no one can access your wallet except for you. And ZenGo realizes that at different levels of the crypto journey, you have different needs, so they offer 27 support and have real people that are available to contact directly within the app. They have a bunch of different coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tezos, and more, and they have all sorts of NFTs available as well. So now for the first time, you can keep your crypto safe with the same tools that the big guys have used for years. Download Zengo, that's Z-E-N-G-O, and use code ATC to get $20 back on your first purchase of $200 or more. That's $20 back for your first purchase of $200 or more. Use code ATC and check out Zengo. You can't do this unless you have. I mean, you you can't send tokens Mm. on Twitter now. I mean, that's not embedded into Twitter's functionality. You'd have to. There's no ITO initial Twitter offering unless you use Mask to do that, right?
2: Yes. So obviously, Twitter, for regulation, for regulatory reason, they won't. They won't. They will not ever. You know, able to do that. Um. And we are a layer on top, right? So you can let Vitalik drop something and Mask officially can drop something or you can drop an NFT. Uh, you can ask the user to pay to get the job. Um, so we we program some smart contract and we deploy that uh, on, the, on the East uh, layer one and we just make it happen on Twitter. But if you don't have mass extension or mass compatible client stored, it's just like a picture or just like um, you know uh, a JPG, P- you know PNG, which is not an FT, which is
1: not a token, right? Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when you were talking about the gas fees, you're effectively saying that uh, aside from the Board Apes project, yours was the most trafficked, and thus the gas fees were the highest
2: yeah I think thatsy on on the highest moment reached the four three four thousand three hundred Gwei four hundred two two thousand gwe ish for for uh one hour two hour ish um and' cause we are not the sell is not that long but at least for that moment people are creating like oh you can actually buy something on twitter it's a token right um and they actually a lot of people bought it and um we also did a massive air job and that's the start of our decentralization process. Uh, still a long process ahead, but that was a, a great launch and during that launch, we raised uh, forty three million dollars for the DAO. yeah for the for the token sale and, and the 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 airdrop the lbP yeah mm. but that's mm. uh, the majority of our money raised yeah.
1: Nice. Well, that's a solid chunk. That's definitely enough to hire more than 10 people. Uh where where are you guys now? So, I mean, what, let me ask it a better way. Uh what is what is the next um feature deployment that you're excited about? Yeah.
2: So right after the launch um of our token, we start to realize uh, we can do this a lot, right? Cuz um, we, we, we might, we might be able to do the, the airdrop, air airdrop functionality. We might be able to do the NFT functionality, but there will be a uh, hundreds of functionalities ahead. The people, you know, people want Web3 on Web2, but we don't really know what they want, right? We need talent young people to really build on top. Just like, um, Vitalik and the Steam Foundation, they don't really uh, predict the, the existence of DeFi. They might, they might be able to give some guidance. But but they have to wait until Compound Uniswap AV2, the founders really jump into this ecosystem to build on top. That's the time they realize, oh, people actually need this kind of functionalities. Uh, and we 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 don't know what's gonna happen between the Web2 and the Web3 either, right? So we start to deploy uh, grants and donations and strategic chunks for founders that need money and need support. Um, um, that including a lot of cool, um, projects. Uh, for example, um, last year, I think, um, around March, last year, March, April, um, send, um, uh, funded by Chicago founder Cameron, uh, they, they helped Jet Dossie to, um, so his first tweet, um, on Twitter and send is built on top of Polygon. And we also support the integration to mass network version of Twitter. Um, and so you can buy sell tweets on Twitter. Uh, in in blue market, people love that. But I think in beer market, just people can really sell tweets. But it actually creates some
1: hype. And we become... So, a, mm-hmm. ma- Mask facilitated... Is it a private company? I'd never heard of Send. Send allows you to buy and sell tweets mm. and then mm. using the Mask network or in partnership with Mask? In partnership with, uh, you can do it standalone. The NFT is minted on
2: Polygon. Uh, but we actually provide a better user interface. We integrate that. We did a grant and we're proud to become a shareholder. We we, we just figure out they need some support, right? And say, okay, I'm going to write a check. Um, and that was really the first check we uh, we write, and we did donations to to several other projects as well from DAO, right? The DAO got the treasury of mass token and some other token, right? Some ease. Um, we um, we just send it um, to the uh, developer, the independent developers, and the smaller developer groups. And they use money to develop something on top of Mask, or, uh, uh, you know, going to supplement with our decentralized social network ecosystem. So that's the beginning of our ecosystem. Yeah.
1: And so you're referring to, is it a foundation officially, this money that you're giving to developers to build on top of the mask network?
2: Yeah. Actually, right now, um, if you go check Bitcoin, there's a Web3 social Grant happening right now. There's a, a, a few people submitting grants and bounties on top of that. And we, we've been donating Bitcoin bounties um, and the, the, the matching pool since our launch. Uh, we donate mass token uh, major uh, mainly, but we also donate some ease if they need ease or stablecoin if they think it's better. Um, um, that's what we are trying to do in last year, uh, last year, we really scale a lot of, uh, a lot of our, like, um, you know, manpower, we, we were 20 people back in, uh, around, around less than 20, actually around 2020, um, 2021 January, we we're all right, only 15 people. And now we, are more than, we got more than a hundred employees worldwide. we got people in Singapore, Tokyo, so
1: yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I want, I want to ask you about this, this foundation a little bit. So is it, it does mechanically, the way it worked is that a portion of the tokens that were allocated goes, it, uh, the ownership of that is to a, a private company, LLC maybe, who is in charge of distributing that money to developers who are building on top of the network. Mm-hmm. And I assume there's some governance mechanism of that foundation to approve those grants. Is that right? Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. So, so right now, for there's the non-profit part and the for-profit part, right? And we value the non-profit part a lot because we don't really. No one knows what's going to happen in the future, right? And and uh, the Uniswap exists because the CN Foundation donated one million dollar back in the early days. Um, so the DAO grant the foundation to uh, use different vehicle, as you mentioned, to keep deploying donation to Gitcoin and other developers. And we encounter those amazing young developers and young talents or, or, or like, you know, nerdy talents, they build something on top of Mask. Uh, sometimes they, they have their own, uh, great ideas that can help Mask to, um, really uh, bridge this two world better. So we donate to them. Um, some of them are really, um, uh, are really uh, more than public good. They decide to become a for-profit, you know, token project. And uh, I think that's also great. If it's nonprofit non-profit token project, public good, we love to support and refer to other larger foundations like, you know, the, the, the Firecoin Foundation or the Ethereum Foundation. But for um, for-profit project, we love to refer to our shareholders, our token holders, right? And they are larger funds. So they deploy checks invested to these projects and we did follow up checks, um, that become our venture. Home. Actually, we haven't, haven't announced it, but, but we've donated more than hundred plus projects, um, mainly in the social and social related fields. And, um, from, from that hundred projects, um, we also, um, write strategic checks. That's more commercial. Um, to around 80 projects and that's uh, a lot of a lot of work a lot of build on, on ongoing and we have't mounted yeah
1: yeah okay so you you've, you've uh, invested in or donated to uh, 80 projects mm-hmm. uh, h- how is that there's no the return on investment from the nonprofit foundation side is the value growth of the token. Right, that would be the measure of success. How how is the screening of the developers done? I've heard from a couple different people that have interviewed founders that there's a challenge in the in this model where the money that some people are going around to multiple foundations and submitting grants over and over again, and they're getting awarded the grants and then nothing's happening. Is that something you've seen? Uh, I would I would imagine, given that it's like an industry wide thing, but how is how is the how, how do you decide how is the governance structured to allocate those grants?
2: Oh, um, honestly, um, that exists and, and I, I'd say during the bull market last year, a lot of independent developers are overpaid. I mean like they, they definitely have a lot of value, but writing a smart contract, you know, should now worth fifty K and you know, two K bounty is a lot. In the traditional open source community, it's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And so we use several ways. Um, first, um, we keep donating to Gitcoin. The code of voting, um, especially the code of voting with potentially bond token, is something. Um, you can always trust what people like, right? And, and and that might not be technically really deliverable, but people really want to have some features, some functionalities, and... and Gitcoin's court of voting, court of funding, uh, is is a really great social experience. Uh, so we we we, uh, we were donating since the twenty twenty one, the beginning of twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah. To Gitcoin?
2: Yeah, to Gitcoin's matching pool, uh, matching pool. So we become the Gitcoin run GR partners and they're uh, independent on partners for uh, for almost like ten plus rounds, you
1: know. Wow. Maybe. Ten plus Ten plus hackathons that. It, yeah. we, sorry, give me a little bit. Good Gitcoin doing for you guys?
2: Oh, so Gitcoin is having the the pool, right? The matching pool. And um, mm. many money was from the Sierra Foundation back in the early days, and now they have gradually more fund, uh, funding, uh, funding members, and um, they are letting developers and people to vote um, using their own donations. So, for example. Um, people think that idea is really cool. Uh, no matter whether it's deliverable on tech perspective, people are going to say, okay, I'm going to donate my hundred dollar and the matching pool. We're going to use the code of funding mechanism to match in donation. So the more people donate to that grant, um, the matching pool will also donate more to that grant. That's one way, uh, we are trying. It turns out really interesting. Um, I won't say it's super efficient um as the Facebook or Google because they force people to work. Uh you know, and that's better in efficiency, but but you know, that's less in creativity, right? Um and the other way we were doing is really um tell the developers we're providing something um unique in the in the market right now, unique in, in the industry right now. Um the the problem you mentioned, I think, often happens in layer one. Because um, developer were pitching the foundation and say, "Hey, I have a DAX. I'll deploy it on the five layer two and three layer one. Please pitch me how much grant you want to give me." <laughs> and mm. that's bad. You know, that's bad. I mean, like, um, yeah, they need money, but I think that's it's a bad competition. And we wanna we wanna tell the the developers and the the other foundations like, "Hey, um, filecoin." maybe it's doing great um, on storage. Um, um, let's say um, people want to use decentralized storage on top of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit. But, you know, Facebook and Twitter, they won't really integrate Filecoin, maybe until five years later, and we can add a layer on top. So what about we can do a joint bounty together? People who are interested in decentralized storage and decentralized social network can partner together. Um the same thing can also come to other um decentralized social projects, for example lens uh, we haven't finished the details, but we really to to see how people can use lens to to port their uh, social graph relationship right There's many other examples for example um. We invested in um the, the venture arm invested in rss three and we also donated to rss 3 Foundation. Uh we share the uh, advertisement and, and cost together. Um and it's it's great. Uh they have this feed of Web3 and we integrate that right on top of Twitter and Instagram, maybe potentially to all the other web two platform as well. Um that's how mask um uh, worked with other teams um, a bad example this is bad example but i think the the example will be really similar to tencent um uh the the good version of tencent not evil version the copy version because they <laughs> yeah you know they the they, they core uh real games for the uh for many game companies that core them and they invest in Hundreds plus projects, right? Yeah, uh, but they're they're they they're they corporation. They they do have a lot of problem with Web two. Uh, the monopolized platform. For for mask, we were like, oh, this is cool idea. Turn every tweet into an FT. Mm, that's a nice idea. What's we feed? We can give you a donation, uh, and then later on we figure out. Oh, we actually should raise money from VC because this is gonna have commercial value. Um our venture arm can come in, it's independent decision. The venture arm is run by Cecilia Lee. Um, She was the director of OKEX and at the venture arm of OKEX. So she's crypto OG and investor OG. So we're just one of the LP, right? We're just one of the partner. They come in and independently evaluate, oh, oh, a lot of commercial value and mask already did a donation. So yeah, we're going to double down with cash. And we're going to call our investors say, oh, that's a really great company. You should come in. That's a really great token project. You should write a check. And they, they wrote a check. Um, that's how we work. And I hope people can keep building on top of Web2, but have the Web3 features, right? Um, turn every tweet into an FT. Have Web3 uh, feeds on Twitter and Facebook. Um, port your Facebook social graph to Lens.
1: Something like that. Me, I don't. Yes, know. yes.
0: What,
1: what what stops? Say one protocol, uh, one network creates NFTs for all the tweets, and hmm. that every tweet is has an NFT in it or associated with it. Then another protocol does the same thing. Is do you now have two networks that each have NFTs for all the tweets, or is that a recognized problem? No, no. They just compete each other, right? Because like, compete, um, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, for example, um, for storage, at least there's like five solutions out there, right? There's the RWE, FireCoin, SIA, um, maybe other like um, new solutions. And it's up to the user um, which solution they want to use. And right. um, they may choose any of the solution um, depends on different scenarios, right? They, they might not want premise storage. They might want to start it for one day, uh, or they may want premise storage. But most of our user, they don't like store it on AWS, right?
1: So that's how we how we partner. Well, with. I see it as a slightly different though. Say if you're storing a file, there is one, there is a file that's stored somewhere that you have access to it. Say like it's more obvious than a physical piece. Like if I have my water bottle and mm-hmm. this has an NFT associated with it. Uh, say there's two competing networks that each claim ownership of my water bottle. Well, at the end of the day. It's here in in my office, and so who, whoever has ownership of it has to has to deal with that. Like Twitter, Twitter owns all the tweets. They could just take a tweet mm. down if they want, and that would make an NFT of that tweet. It would kind of make it irrelevant. And I, my my question is, if there's two competing networks, each of which claim NFTs for those tweets, and you're trading the v- value of those NFTs, just like art, right? On, on NFTs with art, it's like, if I, if I say I own this piece of art and then, and then another protocol pops up and then I buy that piece of art on that protocol, is there any, th- how is ownership effectively, I mean, does, is the ownership oh, even make sense?
2: That or eventually, just- eventually, all these decisions back to the users to the, the owner of the creator, the creator right? Oh, right? Yeah, and, and and it's not us, it's not Polygon, it's not Send, it's Jack himself think he's minting NFT on this you know platform called Send, and that happened to collaborate with Mask and Polygon, and, and we're proud that Jack likes Send, and they, he sold the first NFT. It's him, he using the cryptography key to sign the transaction and say, that's me, I'm going to sell it. Uh, if Jack don't like SAN, he's, you know, like other platform, doing the same thing. Great, great. Um, so that's something we want to provide to the founders, to the developers. Say, you know, um, there's many things Web2 can do, but you can do on top of it with the Web2 technology.
1: And and you need a middleware because otherwise, how can you put all these? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the middleware, it's, it- do you view a key part of what the middleware does is validate that the the authorization transaction, we'll just call it action done on yeah. the web too, is is who this person is? Like Jack, I'm, I'm assuming you mean Jack, the founder of Twitter, nft his first mm. tweet, and he somehow mm. he has to prove that he owns that Twitter account, right? And is that mm. kind of what Mask does? Is it saying, okay, if you're logged into this Twitter account, then you can approve it?
2: So there's, there are right now at least 10 DID, right? Uh, five from Web2 perspective, from the Web3 Consulting Timberlessly perspective. Another five from Ethereum perspective, right? Um, East Logging, Ceramic, um, Cyber Connect. I, 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 can't require all these. What is and DID? Decentralized identity. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha,
1: gotcha.
2: So decentralized identity binds your identity. Uh, to a cryptographic keys, mm-hmm. decentralized mm-hmm. one. So you don't need to have the, uh, suji at apple.com, right? You don't have the, the owner of the identity. Um, and there's, there are multiple competing decentralized identity out there. There's, there are multiple competing storage solution out there. And, and from mass perspective, we love them more. So we did several donation and we did several checks and we are incubating our DID aggregator called Nexon ID that is going to embed it, uh, natively in mass. So no matter which DID solution you are using, ENS, Ceramic, doesn't matter, you can all aggregate together. So if you prove your JetDoccy cryptographically somewhere, your JetDoccy then, um, if you can't prove that anywhere, then you're definitely not, right? Got it. Um, so that's one of the reason people need the middleware because otherwise, Oh, there's so many different DID system, so many different, um, you know, sorry system, so many different decks and DeFi system. Yeah. And we are putting all together. And for developer, they're like, they only need to provide ideas and deliver it. They can provide ideas of pay to unlock on Twitter. They can deliver it by using any of the functionality, any of the plugins we provide. And they yeah, can just you know, plug and play. Yeah.
1: I'm Richard Serrett. Join me on Strange Planet for in-depth conversations with the world's top paranormal investigators, alien abductees, Bigfoot trackers, monster hunters, time travelers, and more.
0: The handler one day told her this whole thing about how they've been terraforming on Mars, and they're building a colony, and they're recruiting specific people of specific bloodlines and specific talents and skill sets to go onto the planet. On Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, we're redefining reality. Listen
1: now, wherever you get your podcasts. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It really comes down to the, the originator. Um, and what, what, what we were t- a little bit pre-show, we were talking about crypto more broadly. What is it about it that gets you inspired when you think of like society as a whole or like our earth, like we're floating around in a solar system on this giant rock and there's 9 billion of us or so. Mm-hmm. And we're making technology, we're making, even technology is an abstract word. We're making a way of organizing our communication, uh, such that one person or co- group of people can't, can't destroy it or change it. And why is that valuable in your view
2: today? Yeah. Um, you know, we all agree, um, the, the greed- you know, great unification, the great union of all human beings is great, right? This is a really great mission for all of us. And, but we are all bounded by, bounded by national boundaries, right? We are all bounded by laws and the, the identities we have as a human being, right? I was born in, in Shanghai, uh, which was a bit of a city and the Shanghai people invest in Syria back in 2015 their first nation round. So it's really proud for, for me. And, and Vitaly is from, Canada, right? Russian, Russian born Canadian and live some year in state and live some year in Shanghai, in other countries, Singapore as well. Satoshi, no one know who he, she, or they were, or, 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 or maybe aliens, right? So I would, I say like what really, um, make me jump into this industry is like, I think these early pioneers, they already finish some, some really tough job. They already deliver us uh, a relatively decentralized, um, working public chain with the digital gold and the infinity computing machine out there. Um, but the problem is not solved because, um, we have a physical body. We have physical identity, right? And we still have asset and the asset need to be digitalized. That's partially done by DeFi and NFT already. And then, you need to have digital, free um, social space as well. Free from any government, free from any um, run for information, free from any censorship. Um, unfortunately, that's really, um, really hard in Web2. And, and when I started Mass Network in twenty late 2070, um, there were very few decentralized social projects out there. Um, so I feel like personally really responsible for that. I was lucky to, to earn some money in, in Bitcoin and Ethereum back in the days. I was, I was like, um, okay, I can spend my money to, to build this. And I didn't expect that so hard. Um, even now with these money raised, as I just say, it's still a long journey. Uh, it's a long journey ahead, uh, ahead. We always encounter new problems like, Hey, uh, okay, you store our data on IPFS. Then. You don't have a database. <laughs> That's all a new problem we, we encountered. Um, but I'm really, you know, optimistic about the future. I just say, um, you know, um, Balaji, he wrote a book recently called Network State. Um, and I really agree on some of his opinion. Like we might just end up, um, we might just end up, uh, witness the collapse of nation state of the traditional nation state we, we, we were born. From right, um, we all maybe enter network state. The the the, the kind of what is it? State. What is it network called? Networks. Networks. Network. State. network state. Yeah, yeah. We might enter there, and and in in the network state, you don't want to see a Facebook, and uh, you don't want to see a bank as well. And while there's someone fighting against bank, uh we are glad to have these pioneers. There's someone fighting against Hollywood. And yeah, we want to fight against the large platforms for social networks. And we were lucky that we were early and we also have extra capital and and experience to help the other people build on top.
1: I I, I almost resist the idea that it's a fight. It almost feels more to me like, uh, like an evolution. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, you know, like the, the the butterfly doesn't fight the caterpillar it once was it just kind of evolves from it and it feels like there's just a there's a major structural advantage that you have with decentralization from the centralized previous way of doing business or life and governance uh and do you do you agree that there will be this almost like synchronized or nearly synchronized implosion of governments in our lifetime or do you see this as like a slow decrease of power of governments i th- i say that with the with the premise that the governments hold very large guns right all all the large yeah. you're right china japan United States, yeah. Russia, and I don't see them just kind of quietly saying oh you guys are building blockchain, well go ahead, have have the money, have the I- means of identity, and I just don't see it kind of sailing out, do, do you think they'll how do, how do you sort of see it shaking out?
2: Oh yeah, I, I was hesitating back in the days right, you know, the the the, the mindfuck the, the mind question we always ask ourselves like what if China or US ban mining, and it happened and it's fine. It Nothing happen. I mean, it's the the coin crashed and it's bounced back. And then um, I I just say, what if like what if the Eastern Foundation people get arrested? Well, it's happened, right? It's still fine. Um, and um, there's still something r- r- really centralized right now. Um, there's still something we can improve. But but I think uh, this thing is evolving. I'm really optimistic about the future. Um, um, you know, I was born in 1996. Right and um, in my high school, I, I I learned all this cyberpunk stuff, and I re- wrote uh I read this story about EFF about the um uh, the founder of EFF, uh, John Peterborough. He wrote this article, uh, this statement back in nineteen ninety six, the year I was born. It's called uh, a Declaration of Independence for cyberspace. Space. Um, it's a really nice article. Everyone should read it, um every mm. crypto or what we should read it, it's really powerful statement. Uh, well it it's still, you know, seems not realistic right now, but I'm really positive and optimistic about that future that we will have an independent cyberspace. I living I used to live in five countries, you know, maybe six now. Um and i w well, I'd love to explore to live in more countries to, to embrace more cultures. Um, to, to teach more people about decentralized Asia and to eventually bring mass adoption through, through decentralized social network. And I think that's going to come, right? That, that, that future going to come. Um, we're going to have two identities. One is the, the nation state, the, 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 the biological born identity that you're, I'm Asian, uh, you know, I got like black uh, black hairs, black eyes, and I got my ID's. And then we got a relatively decentralized identity that in the metaverse we can social, we can trade, we can we can collect, you know, we can play, we can work. And and we die out in both places. That that eventually um I'm I'm really optimistic. Mm. <laughs> I'm maybe over optimistic in this industry, but uh that's the I think that's the field that help us survive two cycles. I uh, uh, survived two cycle, and the company survived one one beer market. And we're going to survive the, the upcoming one. And we're going to keep building and fighting. And we can also encourage the, the, the younger team. to say, hey, keep building. It's fine, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And do you see it as just a constant chip away? Like they'll just be, you know, first there's money and then there is... Uh, maybe identity, and then there is financial tools, but then it sort of branches out more into like healthcare and Mm. other industries will become decentralized to eventually there'll be kind of political pressure to restructure the constitution. Maybe I could see it happening. The United States is more it's democratic. So people wanted to change, they could put pressure on political leaders, and that eventually happens. China less so. I mean, China, not at all, right? The decisions are top down. And so China could move quicker. That's the advantage of that, that uh, organizational structure. But the downside is that you if you don't want to make a change, then it just won't ever happen. And so there'd have to be like a like a confrontational res- revolt to change that do you s- and then there's also s- smaller countries i was talking to a guy from liechtenstein and there's a lot of more progressive countries in eastern europe that are making you know rapid governmental regulatory innovation changes do you kind of see things centralizing geographically like you're pretty nomadic where you live do you see a congregation of people into a new area, and maybe that that area kind of gets formalized as a country of decentralization? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense.
2: I was in El Salvador two weeks ago, and I met the I met the government official and local de- local community, not developer but local, like as mm. uh, a crypto related community. It's great. Uh, the crime rate is actually lower than many. Um, even though with the game problem, um, I love to explore. Uh, I don't think Bitcoin as a legal tender, solve most of the problem, but honestly, I IMF won't solve problems, right? At least Bitcoin as legal tender can potentially solve some problem. And I'm trying to tell them you should be more friendly to other crypto. And they agree. Uh, they might make laws to, to, to legalize or major crypto make them legal tender as well. Um, these tiny spots are, are important, right? And and if we date back three hundred years, two hundred years ago, or the modern most of the modern Asian state, they weren't existed back in two three hundred years ago. And mm. the history of cooperation were just four hundred year old. And um, we can see the acceleration of the history um, due to the, the 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 growth and the development of technology. And I say I'm optimistic. I try to work hard, work out more, and uh, I try to survive in next hundred years. And I'm uh, when I was uh, old, de- old in you know, old grandpa, I can see all these things come true. Um, yeah, probably not that old. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, hmm. <laughs> well, I, 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 I tell me if this is how you sort of see it. Potentially, I almost see it as a fork, right? It's like we we're talking about power and the the distribution of power, and power really meaning the ability to decide how the structure of decisions. You know, right now, it, most decisions that matter are going to be related to uh, taxation as a means to collectively pool resources from a society. And then so people debate taxation methodologies, how much people should get taxed, and mm-hmm. and there's a lot of political agitation about that. And it's a complicated, you know, structure and tax code. Then there's the mm-hmm. distribution of funds and the general role in government. Like, should the government provide health care? Meaning that should it control and dictate the means of which people receive healthcare? care? Uh, I think most or just about all countries see one primary use for centralized government being the policing. So, you know, people are doing illegal things. You can have police who are employed by the government enforce the rules. The rules I can see, if you picture the government as being three branches, the enforcement arm, the executive arm, the judicial arm, which Mm -hmm. is the the judgment of breaking those laws, and then legislative. I see legislative as being the, the, the branch of government that is first and easiest to decentralize. And effectively, Mm -hmm. democracy is an attempt to decentralize that in and of itself. It's, you know, not that (laughs) similar from voting on chain, right? You have like one vote, you you can decide to not vote. But effectively, like everyone gets one vote, and then you're (laughs) voting on different things. I'd say it's more. And maybe this is where they meet, right? You have right now, just about Every, every project I've seen has a direct one to one voting representation on topics. So, you know, mask has a vote that's up. Everyone votes with the tokens that they have. There's not really representatives, but I can see a world where, you know, m- say mask or any project gets big enough where they have representatives that you vote into office and they have term limits. And we're kind of converging on the same methodology, right? Like they're not yeah. that dissimilar. Um, so I wonder if, if that's where they meet and the world just moves in that direction. I'm trying to uncover what specifically is the revolution, uh, f- fueled by? Like, where is the major problem in the old way of doing business? Uh, maybe take, maybe take it as a, as a political lens. Like, when we look at the governments, the way governments are organized where's the opportunity like where does the momentum come from where do you get like tens or hundreds of millions of people like all united and pushing against something i'm trying to picture what the narrative would be
2: yeah so the physical world we have today the nation state is you know so all these revolutions in modern history is relatively um you know no matter which country at least has some constitutional you know Rights And relatively, um, Democrats, right? And re- relatively, you had, uh, some kind of democracy. And, and on the other side, cyberspace, if we view the, the in- entire cyberspace as a new continent, right? And we just migrate ourselves and, and colonize, uh, there, colonize these AIs, <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's actually, it's, a, it's not really capital. It's not really capitalism at all. It's futurism. It's middle evil feudalism because you're gonna have Facebook Castle, uh, Twitter world Garden, and you know, Snap Snapchat, Snapchat world Garden. You have different kings, and when you when you want to walk out with all your all your money from Twitter land to Facebook land, they're gonna they're gonna stop you. and Say, dude, you can't you can't move all your data out. You can just you can just go along yourself, become mm-hmm. a nomad. Cannot move all your asset out. It's like middle evil feudalism. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. And NFTs are, you know, uh, you can you can argue that in different different ways in, in different like uh, regulatory terms, but they're kind of like um, property rights, right? You you I'm, I'm carrying out my my house in my pocket as NFT, and the Twitter Kingdom don't really like me to run out, but I just doing all the stuff as NFT with me and all the money as token, and it's run out. Um, and Mass is trying to say, hey, uh, okay, dude, uh, instead of running away for a new new land, we can stay in Twitter and put all this thing into you know, like convert your tweets into NFT and convert your data into some token and, you know, um, have the IDs. It's like turning all your assets in a Twitter land from feudalism, king um, granted properties into your own properties and put that in your pocket. And then um, when, when the night of the king arrive, um, of the Duke, whatever arrived, they figure out, oh, you have the super strong cryptography, uh, bulletproof, um, gate out there. And they tried a few hours to figure out it's not possible to break out until they invent the quantum, uh, quantum computer, right? And then they left. Um, or they feel it's not really worth bothering you anymore. That's what's happening right now. Mm. And there, there is definitely backfire. Um, but overall, I, I think that's gonna, gonna be very, very likely
1: the future uh-huh. would you think of it as would, would this be a correct analogy if i'm in facebook land i have think of a reputation so a reputation p- purely in the set like pre-digital reputation is just hey mm-hmm. suji knows mike uh you know we've known each other for an hour we've had a good conversation i've known my brother for 30 years so mm-hmm. he, we have a stronger rep stronger degree of reputational ability. And then you add this up in my entire network and that's your reputation. So you could draw it down to like a a simple score or some way of tracking that. When you digitize it in the form of Facebook and Twitter or Snap, it looks like followers. It looks like the number of likes and shares. It's measured in those quantitative ways. When I'm leaving Twitter, I I have only the non-digital method to to go into the next city. Like when people leave- Facebook, they of, they often carry a large audience when they sign up on in Twitter or Instagram for the first time because people remember them just in their in their minds. But there's no cryptographic or digital conversion. Do you see yes. Mask playing the role of like almost a reputational conversion in a digital land between these different features? Yeah, I mean,
2: eventually our goal is to dilute value of Web2 platforms. And some platforms are willing to do that themselves, right? The, the, the Twitter have at least Jack have the blue sky, we're the one of the founding community members, really we really love to, you know, um really love to contribute our our thoughts. Um and some really are are, 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 are up, right? Libra is not really doing great things. They just uh, now they have separate teams, um out of face we're trying to do that. I mean spell is become a public chain. not really face we wanna do uh face we wanna do anymore. Um and eventually, I think no matter you like it or not, these are gonna be default solutions for major decentralized platforms. Just like no matter the banks like it or not, stable coins, major, major, um, legit stable coins become the, the extent of dollars, right? They become the real digital dollars. And, and banks, banks on Oracle old-fashioned database mm-hmm. dollar has become the non-sexy version of digital dollar. Right. Yeah. And I think that's happening. Um, and one interesting example I like to make is I like to use a lot is like the, the NFT PFP Aventure, right? Um, by connecting the PFP Aventure to your Twitter or Facebook or event, uh, potentially all the other major social network, you are actually, you are actually connecting your web 2 identity to a uh, Ethereum or Ethereum like, um, cryptographic address. That's mm-hmm. our DID. The and then, you somehow have a, a connector between the Facebook city and Twitter city. And that connector is not in the jurisdiction of any of them. Right? That's interesting, even though it's really just the yeah. beginning because you cannot transmit data uh, yet. But but very soon, you're going to be able to share your social graph because you change, you know, I, I'm, I'm Suji NFT, and I, I share I change the NFT PFP on my major platforms now people know that's all the Samsung, right? And then they can eventually maybe share a social graph and share the digital identity, share data asset and pull them together. That's the real you. And the real you is not controlled by any other platform. Mm. Um, yeah, that's happening. Um, take some time, but it's happening, yeah.
1: we Overrated or underrated? <laughs> the Facebook, Oculus, sorry, I should say meta uh, VR endeavors. The overrated, underrated.
2: Mm, overrated, yeah. yeah, definitely overrated. Um, you know, like, 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 um, even now, right? Facebook is still trying to get into China, and then you know they are also trying to get into other major market. They have different political system than the US. They have different uh, country than the US. Then, well, you have to adjust your system in in these countries, right? You can you can probably add your own censorship system, and then then eventually you have to pick a side. That's what's happening in Web two. You pick a side between China and US. You pick a side between two parties. You pick a side between you know two side of the, the argument, and and uh, the platform needs to to be neutral, right? That's why we start all these platforms at the early early time, and it turns out platform cannot be neutral. That's why we need protocols. Well, uh, maybe protocols have their own problems, but is way better than the social platforms. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're
1: building and we're to deliver. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know what to think about that, uh, about Meta's initiative. And so tif- I, all I know is, is a lot of money and a lot of smart people working on it. And I, and I think of it as like, okay, imagine you're wearing a very comfortable glass eyewear thing and we get to, we get to be in the same room instead of just looking at your computer screen. It's like that. That to me, if you can do that, that's a huge, huge idea. Just to put something on, and I and Suji is in my office, and he is as real as anything else, and I indistinguishable. He's indistinguishable from anything else. But we'll see. Obviously, it's years away before they get there.
2: I mean, the real cool part is, um, I, I bought I bought an Oculus, right? I bought several uh, VR devices, and my friend got their own VR device, and we we connect each other in the metaverse, then. Uh, I'm gonna start to ask questions hey how can I just play my punk how can I display my then then the, the question the bo- the question will be handed to Facebook engineers say, hey should we um compatible with all those ethereum nfts and, and then the last question is like hey I want to trans- transfer some like hundred dollars to my friend on tip him in, in stable point. okay we might just you know compatible with all the stable coin then the next question is like hey I want to migrate my Twitter data here uh, and also uh, encrypt that. So make sure that Facebook cannot see that. And have you allow all these, um, the platform just become
1: just a hard Yeah. But it seems like the the obvious move here is to make it so when you put the glasses on, you, you just, you're in a, at a decentralized, a, a decentrally maintained world. Like, I, I think that's the, that's the thing that explodes human potential. Mm. I mean, we'll see if Facebook does yeah. that. They could choose to not do that, but Interesting. Or meta. I don't know. I keep going Facebook. All right. Mm-hmm. Suji, I'll let you run. I know uh, you got a lot of stuff to do and you are working on an awesome project. So quick question for you. Are you writing or tweeting? I know you have a handle out there. Suji, S-U-J-I underscore Y-A-N. I think is your Twitter. Yes,
2: that's me. That's cool. me. Uh,
1: are you writing or anything else you want to throw out there personally? I'm trying to write
2: more. Um, I, I think uh, one of our DAO delegate systems major news going to come soon and I'd love to share these articles later on. Sweet. Yeah, and, and uh, reach out to me, DM open. Uh, yeah, I'm super glad to talk to everyone on Twitter and, and eventually encryptedly through Mass Network.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sweet, man. All right. Well, thank you for joining and keep doing your thing. Thank you for listening to Around the Coin. If you enjoyed the show today, consider giving us a quick review wherever you listen to podcasts tweet about it or text it to a friend. We really appreciate all the support and growing that we can. If you have any guests you'd like us to bring on or feedback for us, don't hesitate to reach out. We would love to hear from you.
0: her.